This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners. I'm so glad you have once again joined us today. This is Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC. I am very excited to introduce my guest to you today. Although I've known him less than a year, I feel as though we have known each other forever. Rich Trigger Bontrager is a 30-year seasoned broadcaster who rarely saw his audience over those 30 years. He is now a keynote speaker as well, which allows him to interact live with his tribe. He coaches top professionals on how to utilize broadcast media to elevate their stage skills and brand presence. So I've had the privilege of working with Trigger recently on a couple of virtual programs targeted to the small business sector. And I can tell you personally that it is not easy to present a compelling program when you can't see your audience or who you're talking to. However, with today's move primarily to the virtual market, you want to arm yourselves with as many of the tools and techniques needed to set yourself apart from every Tom, Dick, and Lucy out there competing for the same audience. So let's give a Charged Up Studio welcome to Rich Trigger Bontrager from Rock the Stage Media. Good morning, Trigger, and welcome to Charged Up Studio. Dana, thanks for having me here. Appreciate it. Looking forward to our conversation and getting things rocking this morning. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. You know, you got a very busy schedule between, you know, your program, Rock the Stage, and then also you you manage a lot of the um, media on um, C-Suite, which is a networking uh, platform, whatever you want to call it. What would you call C-Suite? C-Suite is an executive network. So it's for (laughs) C-level and above. And it's all networking, but it's also a lot of media now because media is so important. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and if I'm not mistaken, the media side of things, the, the t- you've got TV, radio, podcasting, everything, that's pretty much driving a lot of what C-Suite is right now because yeah, that's really where cool. we're at. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the, the TV, the podcasting is huge right now. Everyone's got a podcast, but also it's authors that have a podcast. It's authors that have a TV show. It's podcasters that are getting into media. So it's all cross blending now, which was never really done before. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I mean, me personally with Charged Up Studio, you know, it was not necessarily developed as a branding tool, but rather a, well, it was not necessarily designed to be an income producer, 
rather than a branding tool that led to the academy. So there's a lot of people using these podcasts, and we need to understand how to set ourselves apart from all the activity that's out there. Everybody's getting into podcasting now. So before we get started, can you expand on the difference between in-person and virtual presentations? Yeah, certainly. In-person and virtual presentations, they're similar, but they're different. It's kind of like second cousins. Uh, It's like the in-person has been around forever. We've done live audience, live presentations from musicals to public speaking to TED Talks. Uh, Those are where you literally walk on stage and you meet, engage, talk, and you have to break the stage glass, but it's more of an emotional stage glass because they can see you. You, you can hear them breathe. You can hear them chuckle. You can see someone get up to go get another donut from the back of the room. You have all those physical room cues, and it makes it a very sensory experience when you're on stage, and I love that. Plus, when you walk out the roar of the crowd, you have to introduce yourself, and they go wild, and you, you, you get to feed off that energy. Now, flip get it around to the virtual pumped. stage. Yeah. You get your blood pumping. Yeah. <laughs> totally get your blood pumping. Yeah. I mean, you're like, woo, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Now, take everything I just said and strip it away. And it's you in a living room, you in an office talking to your couch. That's the virtual stage now. There, there, there is none of that wow factor. There isn't that screaming audience. There isn't somebody doing this or raising their hand. It's you in a camera in a room, but you're talking to people, literally sometimes hundreds of people at a time. And all you get is this little cube. You get this little face and you can't read body language. You can't hear them chuckle when your joke works or when they sigh because your joke didn't work. You, you, you have no ability to get all those cues out of this. So what you have to do when I coach is this is now a mental game. I envision, I imagine a crowd in front of me all the time. I've been doing for my radio days. I always envision a crowd. So you have to imagine your room is full of people. And the trick here is they've already called you. They already hired you. They believe in you. So you already own the stage. Now all you have to do is just go out there and rock it. Hmm. And step off as if it is a live event. But you have to own it because they already want you there. Huh. Well, you know, um, you and I have worked together. On, on a couple of my projects over the last four or five months. And I don't think I've ever really had a problem presenting. Okay. Um, Cause prior to COVID, I did a lot of, you know, live presentations, seminars, conferences, and things like that. COVID kind of put a stop to all of that. And I had to move a lot of what I do online. And I've had difficulty whether I am doing just a broadcast where I don't see anybody or even in a Zoom conference where I do see everybody there, okay, um, getting them engaged is very difficult. You know, um, what I find, especially when we're talking about asking for questions, you know, come on, people, <laughs> When we engage with me, come on, no, engage with me. I tell them from the very beginning, look, this is an interactive presentation. It's an interactive webinar, you know, mastermind class. I want you to ask questions. They don't put them in the chat box. They don't ask. Why is that? Are they unsure of whether they are, they have the right questions? What is it that keeps them from doing that? Well, partly it is, it is that emotional vibe that you're not in the room. You don't feel that buzz. 
we pick up on other people's sensory. We, we, we pick on their energy. The, they've got a question. They're exciting. They're engaged. You don't have that now. So you don't have that buzz that brings out the questions and the engagement. So you as a host now, you as a speaker, you have to break the glass. Literally, we have to bring them into our space in our room. And it is totally different. But we have great tools to use. And some of it's technology. Some people are not used to pressing a Zoom button, even using with the emojis, with a smiley face or a thumbs up. People still don't even know how to use reaction buttons. So some of it is technology. Right. Now, the other side of it is, but as a presenter, you do have polls. I use them every week on my show. Yep. Every week I will launch a poll. And the trick is you don't just do the poll and talk about it and throw it away. I use it as a commercial. So I put the poll, we talk about it, I ignore it, I go on to the conversation. I'll bring the poll results back later along and add a whole nother conversation. So it's re-engagement, yeah. not just one-time engagement. That's what you have to learn to do now. You can do it with a whiteboard. You can draw and doodle. And when someone makes a comment, you can add their comment to your doodle board. There's so much more to break the glass. But again, these are techniques yeah. that people just are not aware of. What about planting questions? Having someone already in the audience ready to go. I have done that in, in live events, especially when some of the topics were a little bit more sensitive. I would use them to prime the pump to say it's okay to ask. Um, in the virtual world, it's not bad to do this. Now, recently, my younger brother has been appearing on my show. I really don't want Bond Trigger asking Bond Trigger a question, the first one out of the box. So don't pick your family members. People will pick up on yeah. that. That's a, it's a yeah. plan. But get someone to ask an opening question. Get someone to maybe intentionally disagree with you. Show that you're allowed to do point counterpoint. Um, okay. Don't have a yes, man. Make it that true conversation. Interesting. Yeah, because I've, um, I had to check and make sure I was recording. I got a little nervous there. <laughs> See, technology is... Technology is still our friend. I know, I know. So, you know, I, you know, I've thought about, I thought continuously, how can I engage more people, you know, as far as in, interacting, not only interacting with the conference, um, but actually, you know, um, you know, walking away with some kind of conversions. And that is, that is critical to think about, okay, you're expending, as a speaker, you're expending all this energy and all these marketing dollars and everything to go and bring this to the audience. But, you know, they're not engaging or they say that they're going to be there and then they don't show up. And some people say it's because you're offering it free or they don't want to, you know, uh, pay for it, you know. Where do you sit with this? So first of all, you have to have value or they will not come. And they right. definitely won't stay to the end. So when I do something like this, I've got a, a mini sheet, five keys on how to rock the virtual stage. And it's also self-evaluation form. Hey, I'm happy to share that. Stick around to the end and I'll literally share that with you. And that's a takeaway. Right. It's going to build on my conversation. It's also something you can use to self-evaluate yourself. It's also a tool that you could follow up with me personal for one-on-one -on -one coaching. That helps have that engagement of they get something to take away, like you said. Mm -hmm. Now, on the pricing thing, yes, it's oversaturated. Part of that problem is during early pandemic, everyone jumped online and they did webinars after webinars after webinars. 
But what they did was there were bait and switches. Most of them ended with, oh, I told you I was going to give you my five important keys. We ran out of time. You only got two of my important keys. Come back next week. I'm going to give you the three others. He came back next week. Oh, now that's the three. But if you come back next week, I'm going to tell you the secret sauce that goes with the five. And became oh goodness. bait and switch, bait and switch, bait and switch. It, it's, so, yeah, that, that would switch. piss me off. <laughs> that it would did piss everybody. me off, yes. It, it did. And that's why then it was like people paid to come to these. They're supposed to be a valuable thing. So people got really resistant to I'm not paying for anything anymore. I'm going to go check it out. So more and more, I go with free as the setup. Show them the value. Show them you're worth it. Show them your expertise. And then say, I have a follow-up workshop. I have a follow-up special event I want you to come through. Give them the link on the spot and draw them in to that next event. Don't overprice it. No one's going to pay $500 right now unless you're Tony Robbins. Okay, let's just be honest there. They're, right. they're, they're, they're not. But put a price. And then with that, again, they'll get more value. They'll have more buy-in with it. And then have them get into a long-term coaching program or something that you're ordering with the long-term coach. Um, you know, session the annual planning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. So that's and- why you're seeding them and then you're getting buy-in, but to just open up the doors and say, Hey, give me a hundred bucks. Right. right. And we started um, with the programs that we started with you. We started with a free, um, what was it? 40 minute, 40 minute executive yep. briefing. Um, yep. But everything that we did was leading down the funnel to the annual strategic planning that starts on Monday. Okay. I like Legos. I love Legos and your yeah. building blocks of Legos yeah. to get to the magic kingdom that you want to get them to. That's yeah. what you have to do now virtually. Right. Right. So everything was leading down the funnel for that, you know, and every time we came back, even though it was leading down the funnel, they got a little bit more information, more detailed information. You know, when we went to the executive um, workshop, the 90 minute workshop, they got a little bit more information, you know, that would help them, you know, they could walk away after that executive workshop and still be able to put their own strategy together if they wanted. Exactly. You know, again, you want to give them the goods and not hold back, but you also want to make it clear. I'm here to help you. Exactly. So that way they'll go, okay, I got enough, but I can still use some help. You've already made it very clear. Here's how you get a hold of me. Here's right. my Calendly, whatever. So never hold back, give, believe me, they will come find you. Right. And then we moved on to the five day challenge, which we got into more of the trends, the changes that needed to be built into your your annual strategic planning. And then Monday, we start with the actual 10 hour workshop. Now, the 10 hour workshop is an actual hands on, you know, engaged process where they will walk away with the strategic plan. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying there, you know, but how do you. um virtually um, engage people in this so that they see the value when you can't necessarily show it to them. So testimonials are huge. Yeah. You, you need to have people say, been there, done that, mm-hmm. went through Dan's mm-hmm. program. I got this out of it. Uh, give, give some of those. Um, you, you, you also want to tell the bad stuff. Too many people are giving these virtual seminars and events with all the rock star stories. You need to be transparent and tell them there are landmines. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we diverted the plane and went this way and we found out we got off on the weeds. Bad move. 
I'm giving you up front to you to let you know, stay on the task, stay on the path that we're giving you. You may want to deviate, but believe me, this really works. Um, those are some of the things that raised because then people sit up in their chair. Oh, I, I didn't know this could turn sideways on me. Mm-hmm. People will sit up and want to know more because you're being that honest. And, and that's part of breaking the glass. Tell right. me the pain points of your experiences. People don't always, I mean, they want to shine. They want to be the rock star. But sometimes right. you just pull off the mask and say, look, I lost <clears throat> five grand here because I made a bad move. People go, wow, let me pay attention to that so I don't do it again. That's why you break the glass. That's where you really get the engagement more and more. Also, again, you have the chat box. Read their names. Hey, Tony's got a chat right in the middle of your talk. If you're presenting and Tony's got a really great question, take a time out. Go right to that. Tony's going to love hearing his name. People are going to know that you're in real time. It's not Memorax. You're just not spewing over. They're going to know you are really in the moment with us. Right. And, then, and then go back to, hey, thanks, Tony. That was great. Hope that was helpful. And then move back on again. Don't make them wait to the end for all the Q&A. Sprinkle it in so they can feel they're really in the conversation. With right. you. Even bring them on camera sometimes. Yep. Where, where you go, hey, you know, that, that that's so great. Steve, where are you? Steve, wave your hand. I'm going to bring you on for a second and then talk, talk to Steve for a moment. And then go back out to your regular programs. Um, do you think that people are becoming desensitized to all of the virtual um, uh, activity that's out there? I don't know if it's desensitized. I, I think it's more the noise level. There's so much out there right now. And a lot of it looks, sounds similar. Yeah. And that's not that you plan it that way. It just becomes that way. So the question now becomes, how can you separate yourself from the crowd so you're not in the noise? Right. How can you show there's a difference, uh, whether it's the, the presentation skills, whether it's the information, whether it's the give, whether it's what's your I, promotional hook? Um, you've got to separate yourself from the crowd. There is so much noise, so much business out there. It's just like turning the radio down. You're looking for that one perfect song. And how many times have we done that? It's like, yeah, yeah. that one stinks. Yeah. That one stinks. Oh, yeah. I finally found but you spent five minutes going through the channel. Right. That's kind of where we're at right now with, with this. Right. You want to stand out and they say, here's the channel. So let's talk a little bit about how we get their attention, you know, and it's my belief that <clears throat> if you jump around too much, you're going to lose it. Okay. Yes. Meaning too many topics, too many things, you know, like this year, you know, my focus is primarily on the annual planning and the customer journey. Okay. And those are the programs that I'm going to really be presenting this year. Oh, and then I have the no, no bid contracts. All right. And what I have found is, you know, by repeating those things and making sure that I am out there in front with the same, you know, the same programs every time you become more credible and people start recognizing. I just had um, my latest no bid conference, my no bid webinar on no bid contracting. And we had very few people show up for it. Okay. I don't know. This week just seemed to have been, you know. The black hole? Was this the black hole? Yeah, everybody disappeared this week. And I said, okay, you know, I know the subject matter because we've already tested it and everything. I know the subject matter is good, you know, and everything. And lo and behold, after the no bid webinar, um, 
the next couple of days, I started getting people saying, I'm sorry, I missed it. I just got so overwhelmed. And so I turned around and I said, okay, we're repeating it again on this date. Let me put you into my system so you can stay in the funnel. That's one way of keeping them engaged. But talk to me about other ways that we can, you know, um, uh, keep people engaged and, and that touch point aspect. So the touch point aspect, so uh, you can do a small little, I mean, the bomb bomb is one of the tools, but you can do a short little video. Thanks for being there this week. Or if you missed it this week, don't forget, we covered this, but we are going to go back and pick some of it up. Make them have a personal video moment with you and then remind them. Like you said, consistency is huge. Let them know it's every Tuesday at seven o'clock, every Monday at four o'clock, whatever. And you let them know this is there. Then. Again, they will see your consistency and they will start making a commitment of their consistency. When you move it all the places, it's like, where's Waldo? We can't find you. There's no consistency. Your communication is going to break down. They can't find us. You you have to have that journey, that plan set out. Right. You can also do homework. You can share a PDF. You can send an email blast. Say, coming up, we're going to be doing this topic. I want you to give three ideas. And we're going to ask you to share in the chat or come on camera and share some things. So you're raising their engagement that way. They got to be prepared. It's not just sitting there listening to Dana go on. They're actually going to engage. Um, Do the LinkedIn lives. Do the Facebook lives. Use those type of things. Now, what I will tell you is do not over email bombard them. That's where the noise and the clutter, that's where people are shutting out. I know of organizations that are sending five emails in one week on the same event or show. That's where the noise, when the email box keeps filling in, it may be great stuff. But when, even when I see too many in one week, I'm just deleting. Yeah. I, I am not opening up and I really email? don't care. Are you talking about email or in mail? Email. 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 Do not oversaturate the email. No. I'll, 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 I, I'm at the point where I think two emails a week is the most. I, I, I think I'll we're do sick like of email. one email, one email a week, but on the in mail, I will, um, go back to the people who have expressed interest in, you know, with little, um, little tips and stuff like that. Now, when you're using LinkedIn, this is the real trick. So I, I, I know you and I are both using these, uh, the event sites of uh, LinkedIn. People are clicking on them thinking they're going to the event. Yeah. They're just a funnel. Now, sometimes you can learn to get the actual click, but most people are just, it's a funnel. It's a promo page. You literally have to go back into the list, click on the list, and I will cut and paste a message saying, thanks for your interest. Don't forget, please register for this Friday's event, 7.30 tonight. Love to see you. Here's the link. And I drop it in several days beforehand, and I'll go through. And in fact, today, I just did several hundred for the book launch that I'll be doing tonight. Yeah, That's an extra touch, but it's personal. Right. And that's what I've been doing. You know, the ones that missed the no bid conference on Tuesday. You know, I went back in and say, if you've missed the last one, we've got another one, you know, on this date, you know, and everything. Make sure you go and click on the link below, above to register for it. You know, that type deal. The, the other thing is the open rate on text messages is way higher than anything else right now. It does show that you have my real name. You have my real phone number. You're, you're not some Yahoo. Okay. okay. So if you have the way to grab that information do a text blast to people. Love to see you this week. We're really excited. And 
Tony's going to be speaking about this today as our special guest. People love that. And then, you know, give them the registration link. So expand your touches in multiple ways. Don't bombard the email. Do it in multiple ways. They get it, but it's also consistent. Okay. Okay. All right. No, that sounds good. Okay. Um, How can we, uh, how do we get their attention? We've been talking about that a little bit, but I'm thinking that we need to concentrate more on listener engagement by adding in games and gaming and AI tools. Talk about that a little bit. Gamifying your events is a great way to break the glass. Um, And I'll I'll tell you a special, unique way here in just a minute. But one of the things is the trivia polls, the the other engagement tools. You can give away prizes. You can give away a free book, a a free course, but turn it into a little competition. You can also turn it into breakout rooms. So I I recently did a coaching session uh, and we did four different breakout rooms. And I just said, because we're going to have fun, we're going to use our imagination here. We're going to have four rooms and they're all named after the Magic Kingdom. So, so we had Animal Planet, we, we had the Magic Kingdom, we had things, and we broke into the rooms, and we appointed one person to be the spokesman, they came back, and the competition was, who come up with the best key marketing phrase for this particular brand we were working with? And I called on the Magic Kingdom, and then so he's like, hi, I'm from the Magic Kingdom, I'm Goofy. So they saw the take on personality, and then they gave their name, and then at the end, we had everyone vote on who had the best name. Wow. That's very and interesting. Very, so, you know, interesting. So, so, so we turned into a fun, humorous nicknaming. They got so much into it. They started to kind of joke. Um, I, I have done this as, as well in an event where we were talking about this idea of standing out from the crowd and turning into a game. I said, tonight, everyone's going to become their favorite cartoon character. Right now, go up here, hit the three dots, rename yourself. Who's your favorite cartoon character? Oh, we had Batman. We had Daisy Duke. We, we, we had all these. We, we, we had Bugs Bunny. So the rest of the night, we had to call each other by those names. And as you do that, you also learn a little about their personality. Someone's going to crack a joke about Elmer Fudd and why you're Elmer Fudd. It turns the personality in the room much more engaging. It's more engaging. And, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. No, and then, definitely. And then, and then here's, here's the big one. So and Dana, this would work great for you because I know you plan out so far ahead. Right. So I have a gamification box, a gift box. I will put in a stupid duck. I'll put in a, a, a new book. I'll put in several different items. Some's funner, some humorous, some serious. I'll ship it off in advance to someone that I know is going to have a group session. So it works well if they're doing a hybrid, but they're still maybe in the same office, but right. they're not all in the same room. Right. Send it to someone who gets the box in advance. They cannot open up the box. They cannot peek in advance. But the idea is take it into the room. As I'm doing my presentation and we're getting the engagement, the question, and we're doing these fun things, and Billy wins. And Billy is the guy. I'm like, you know what, Steve, reach in the box. Give Billy the rubber ducky. That was the quackiest idea I've ever heard of. He gets the ducky. Everyone in the room is looking at him like a little tiny boy, but they're all laughing. And then he puts it on his office cubicle desk. They will remember the event, the context, and what happened with that. Wow. When I first started my business back in 2009, I had never been on social media. And I knew the the aspect of personalization and everything. 
And I came out of the architectural engineering construction market. And what I did was I wanted to let some of the biggest um, uh, architects and, and uh, general contractors in the area know I'm out on my own. And so I chose about 15 of them that I had relationships with. And I did my research and everything and found out the CEOs, I found out what was important to them on the personal side, more on the personal side. There was one that had just gotten a new puppy and I got him a little gift for his little puppy, you know, and stuff like that. And I went ahead and I delivered them to each of their offices. And I swear two years later, I still had them telling me, oh, I still have that gift on my, on my shelf, you know, or something like that. So I yeah. like that. You totally break through glass. You get a good laugh. And then yeah. everyone's ribbing each other and things like that. And then they'll start thinking, what else is in that dumb box? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's very interesting. Moment. Yeah. I need to really be thinking about that moving forward for this next 12 months. I need to build that into my strategy as far as how am I going to take my social media, my digital marketing up another step, you know, you're so just, you and I may be working more on that. <laughs> what? You're not going to get rid of me yet? That's, that's, that's No, me. no, not at all. Not at all. So yeah, let me throw have... one more in for you. Let me throw one more yeah. in there. Because okay. again, it's so important. Use Google Docs or whatever you want to, MailChimp, but you can do a polls. You can do Q&As. You can do other things that are fun. It's not just an email blast about your event. Ask for the input to help you improve servicing them. Ask them, these are the areas I'm looking to do, these three topic areas, but I want to make sure I hit the mark for you. What are your most concerns about this topic, this topic? Get their feedback. And then also do a reveal either on one of your shows or on one of right. your kind right. of white papers, take it and go, here's what I got back. Thank you very much. You're keeping the cycle of communication going now. Right. I did that on one of my other ones leading up to this uh, annual strategic planning. And um, it was basically, uh, what do you, what was it? It was, uh, where do you see you expanding your company over the next 12 months? Is it revenue? Is it profit margins? Is it, um, uh, I can't remember, there was two others. And what I was trying to find out is what it was leading to was my presentation on growth versus scaling, okay? And so what I was interested in finding out is how many of them were just thinking on the revenue side. And what was amazing was 30% of them only thought revenue in the growth process. And then another maybe 24% were on the profit margin side. So, you know, and then then one of the last ones was um, both profit and revenue, which is where scaling comes in, you know. Well, and and that serves two main purposes, raises the engagement. Yeah. It helps you hit the target better, sharper. Yeah. You're doing market research, but you're doing it in a fun way. Um, I, I, I did one recently on my five E's, the virtual stage. I, I number was one, looking at number it. one concern yeah. is engagement. Yeah, exactly. So that, and that's what we're talking about, right? Right. Now. So, you know. so again, these am I spinning my wheels? <laughs> <laughs> am I spinning my wheels here? No, that's exactly what we're talking about right now. So that's, that's very interesting. Very interesting. 
So do you have any last minute tips to impart to the listeners here? You have to learn to use your imagination with any of this virtual material. Um, you, you might be a CEO, Fortune 500 country. You might, you might be a startup. We often take ourselves way too serious. One of the best things you do is smile, laugh, but you got to use your imagination. And, and that's going to help you come alive on camera. That's going to help you come alive through your courses. People want to see, taste, feel. They want to virtually hug you. Yep. And you have to be able to have a creative release within this space and let it come out and let it be. And, and really the, the other big thing is welcome to the world of broadcasting. If you're virtually working now, this is now TV. This is not just a Zoom or a Google or whatever platform you use. You are now on TV. You must learn media skills. Media skills are the biggest new thing for every business leader to be involved with. And if you're not thinking media, you're, you're leaving behind too much on the table now. You really must leverage the media and, and your brand, your brand, your media, your identity, yep. and use this to the full potential. Well, and, and also, you know, you taught me that when I am doing my presentations, you know, get a standing desk, stand up. You know, and that was that went a long way with me, although it kills my back <laughs> but, <laughs> to stand but, for 90 minutes. But <laughs> but but again, standing more energy. puts you in the mind of I'm on stage. Yeah. Standing gets you into the presence of I'm really got to lean in and allows you to move your arms, your body, your mannerisms. You come more alive naturally. And everyone I, laughs at me, Dana, mm -hmm. when I coach them. But once they do it, they all go, this is ingenious. It's the most stupid, simple thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I went out and got my standing desk and everything. So, you know, um, but no, it's definitely. So where can li our listeners reach you? Should they want to talk more to you? The best way is to go to my website, richbontrager.net. Richbontrager.net. Plenty of services, plenty of information. And of course, every, uh, every Wednesday night, that's also on the event pages. Every Wednesday night, Rock the Stage, How to Rock the Stage show is live. It's streaming. Uh, you can register for that for free. Amazing guests are always on the show, but that's live from 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern time. But you can learn more about that at rich at richbontrager.net. I almost gave you my email. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You can give that too. <laughs> rich at richbontrager.net. Very easy to find me. Also, I'm on LinkedIn social media by the way there's only one trigger so it's not hard to find do you go by trigger or rich on social media rich trigger bond trigger is everywhere uh and if you google rich bond trigger or trigger bond trigger you'll you'll, you'll easily bump into me oh very good very good so we, we're at the end of another podcast here and i want to thank you all for joining us including rich here rich trigger bond trigger <laughs> um Make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast delivery platform you are currently on today or go to the Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. If you want to learn more about the different topics or skill sets associated with growing a successful business, visit our online e-learning platform, marketatomy.academy. I look forward to talking with you again next week for another exciting episode where small businesses get charged up for success. Bye-bye.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.